Come in. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. Well, you know what they say about the fittest? Oh my goodness, what does that mean? It's time for another episode of Young Persons Radio with me, your host, Colby Smith. This is the only program on the airwaves where you, the listener, are guaranteed, guaranteed to be cooler than the host. That's right. Uh, This is the first live show of the astounding 13-hour run of Sunday talk shows we have here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, followed immediately by Points of Order, the great sports talk show, uh, who I'm sure will be talking all about the major leagues, which we will be talking about shortly as well. Uh, followed by Pull Request after that, uh, if for, uh, for, all your, for all your tech needs. Uh, our number, 904-606-0842. That's 904-606-0842. Uh, week two into our new call-in studio uh, system here. So uh, we are, uh, give us a run for our money. Test it out, making sure it works. Call in as soon as you can. 904-606-0842. This is Young Persons Radio with me, Colby Smith. And oh, do we have a great show for you today. We have a great show for you today. But first couple things we got to get out of the way. Number one, I want to remind everybody that even though we were stumped, we were stopped in our tracks by the New York Landmarks Conservancy refusing to come on this show, the campaign is still alive to get me declared a living landmark. Tweet at them, call them, don't just blow right past the fact that they weren't, that they didn't agree to be on the show. I reached out to them all All signs were pointing towards them doing it, and it didn't happen. Don't even mention it. Don't lobby them to come on. Let's focus on the goal here, people. Get Kolb declared a living landmark for his amazing contributions to the city. Now, what was was yesterday but Record Store Day, right? Yes, April 22nd. This was uh this is the the annual this was the 10th anniversary of Record Store Day, and this is where uh uh, you know, you're supposed to go and you're supposed to support your your local independent record store and go and buy some things. And artists have uh, uh, they have like special releases that are only available on that day uh, to try and you know uh, generate interest in uh, in 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 your local store, including uh, a, a a guy we've talked about on this program a lot, uh, Elton John. Elton John had a big release. Uh, for Record Store Day this year. It was an expanded version of his uh, live album, 111770, with a bunch of extra tracks. And did I get it? No! No, I didn't. I'm going to be... I was out of town. I didn't get to go uh, rush the stores. I was at the Albany Improv Festival, which was a lot of fun. Uh, But as a result, if any of you monsters have a copy out there and are willing to share or are willing to point me in the direction of a store that still has them in stock, I am available all week. Now, for this promo, Elton John has a special video that he puts up. 
right? He's wishing it's just like a little interview with him, and he's wishing Record Store Day a happy a happy tenth anniversary. And it starts off nice and easy, and it sounds a little something like this. Record Store Day is just a great example to celebrate vinyl, and by any he loves vinyl. Music is wonderful. You can, you, there are so many different music kinds. is wonderful. There are so many different kinds of great music. Some insights from uh, from the master here, and it proceeds in this they fashion. Don't have to like that. But it's mostly available on vinyl, and it's great when people buy it and uh, support it. And I'm very, very happy to be involved in it. So it starts off pretty, pretty normal, right? Pretty, pretty uh, 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 mayonnaise, right? Pretty uh, about as you'd expect. And then Elton, the interviewer asks a follow-up question, which can only be, say more about that, Elton. And he says... Because there's just a, a cornucopia of great music from... You know, David Bowie to Frank Zappa to the Beatles to Jazz by Miles Davis. So he's realizing now, I've mentioned a lot of uh, old music that no one really cares about. I should mention someone contemporary. And the first name he thinks of is... To the Pet Shop Boys, to Red Hot Chili Peppers, to... Red Hot Chili Peppers. The idea of Elton John going to one of his six houses after a hard day in the studio and going, I got to put on something new, and then he reaches for Stadium Arcadium and starts humming along to uh, Danny California is one that I never wanted. But then then he, he continues, he realizes, oop, I need to course correct here, and then he goes back to ancient, ancient music. Beach Boys. They have everything. They have everything. (laughs) He just gives up. He's trying so hard. Which, I've seen Elton John in interviews talk about, like, like cool artists that, like, he clearly knows have some cred. Like, he's mentioned, like, Grimes and St. Vincent. But when pressed, when when the rubber really hits the road... Who is a new band that Elton John thinks of off the top of his head? It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, boy. Oh, Record Store Day. You have given us so much, and some of it we did not want. Some of it we did not want. What else is going on? I, uh, I, I've mentioned repeatedly on this program, I'm trying very hard to get into baseball this year. Trying very, very hard. And I, I took a big step this week, and I went to see the Mets play the Nationals at City Field on Friday. And uh, listen, I'm from Maryland, and everyone's like, well, who are you going to root for? Who are you going to root for? The Mets are, are playing the Nationals. I don't care about the Nationals. I live First of all, I live here now. And second of all, the Nationals, they weren't even a team until 2005. All of my, like, formative... Years as like a, a a little kid going to baseball games. That was all Orioles games, man. I don't care. I have no affinity for the Nationals. It's a terrible name, by the way. This is the first team that's been in D.C. since nineteen seventy one, and they were previously called the Washington Senators. So <laughs> I have a problem with saying I'm a fan of any Senators, any group of Senators. 
is, is a problem for me. However, one thing I did notice about the uh, about seeing the Mets play, and I, I, this is perhaps exposing my own uh, naivete, but I didn't realize that the players get to choose their own walk-on music. Uh, and uh, I want to set the stage for you. Now, this is if I was a professional baseball player. Picture this. You're up in the rafters. I've got a I've got an Orioles jersey on, and the announcer goes, "Next up to bat, your sh- shortstop, Colby Smith." And then you hear, And then I strike out or something. That's probably how that would go. Welcome back to Young Persons Radio with me, your host, Colby Smith, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I want to mention to everybody that Radio Free Brooklyn uh, is brought to you completely independently. We're a nonprofit station now, so if you want to uh, support us, we uh, survive entirely on donations from listeners such as yourselves. So if you want to learn more about how to support the station, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. Pledge, and if you want to uh, sponsor this show in particular, which helps me take care of some of the administrative costs of keeping this thing going, you can go to rfb.nyc slash ypr and click the link at the bottom of the page that says sponsor this show. That's rfb.nyc slash ypr. And I also want to give a shout out, as I usually do, to our great partner, Secondhand Records, which is located right above us at 1345 DeKalb Avenue, which is right near the Central Avenue stop on the M train and about a 10-minute walk from the DeKalb Avenue stop on the L train. They are open at noon today. Swing on by, pick up a record. They've got a great selection, uh, and I don't think they have any of the promos for Record Store Day. Uh, so you know this, uh, this ain't no gimmick store, so swing on by. My guest today is a wonderful comedian who made her bones in the Philadelphia comedy scene and is now joining us in New York, and she's appearing this very night on a show that I host with Matt Strickland called New Bits at Muchmore's in Williamsburg at 7 p.m. Please welcome my friend Shauna Stoltzfus. Hi, Colby. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. How I'm, well, I'm very glad that you're here. Oh, yes? Yes. All right. I get all these guests in, and they're like, oh, we uh, we started in New York. We only care about New York. Oh, everything's, fuck them. Everything's flyover country what? but L.A., but not you, not you. Not me, man. You're representing just another East Coast city. Yes, the common folk of That's Pennsylvania. Right. How many times when you when you say you're from Philadelphia do people start going? Um, literally never. <laughs> actually, 
Yeah. You mean they don't lock eyes with you and sing the Rocky theme song? Usually no. (laughs) Usually never. But um, it's definitely something people associate with Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I should say, I grew up in Lancaster, okay? I yes. grew up, um, that's where I was born. I grew up in Gettysburg area. So I'm like more the Amish folk, sure. we should say, than the Philadelphia folk. But um, that is my comedy scene for sure, yeah. is Philadelphia, yeah. yes. What's the comedy scene like in Lancaster? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lancaster City is like the center part of Lancaster County. Lancaster County is the mm-hmm. Amish folk, and then like sort of everyone else it lives in the city. Yeah. And Lancaster City is actually known for being like a very vibrant artistic community. So mm-hmm. there are outlets for comedy there. There's they, yeah. they've got it all. It's happening, but it's small. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Was was the did you go to school in Philly or was it like a conscious like uh uh I want to live in Philadelphia kind of thing? Um it wasn't really any of that. It was just like I'm going to go there to do like comedy and okay. stuff, you know, because it was just the nearest city. Yeah, so it was just like I'll go there to do my comedy stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. It. Did you? What was? What were your early experiences like there? Um, you know, Philly is hard on itself. I mm. will say they um they're not really known for being kind to people, right. but uh, but you know, the Philly comedy scene's pretty supportive. I think uh, everyone's just kind of has a complex about being like hard on themselves, and mm. you know, um, it's not the friendliest place in the world but uh i think the comedy scene is pretty supportive so i don't know that's good yeah my first experiences were just like come on in and do your oh that's great yeah no for sure so when you say people are hard on themselves is that does that mean like they they never think they're doing well enough they never think they're doing well enough they always feel like they're in competition with like you know existential forces like it's like, <laughs> you know what i mean like life is just against them uh-huh. yeah 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 where i i have heard where do you think that comes from because i have heard i have heard philadelphia described uh not by me and you know i can't i'm just going to present this i'm not saying i subscribe right, to this right. notion or not as uh boston for weirdos yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. boston has like all the education like i mean philly has like upenn and they have plenty of their uh sure. plenty of education but boston has that like rich like Ivy League yeah, yeah, tradition. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I mean, I was just in Boston this weekend, and uh, I, yeah, similar thing. Like, it's not known for being a friendly place. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I that's had, true. I had never performed comedy in Boston before this weekend, and so I was kind of like, it doesn't, I, you know, it didn't seem like the most welcoming place. Like, what is yeah. it going to uh, be like? But I will say people who come out to comedy shows were super into it. They loved it. They were, like, very kind and supportive. Um, but I would say outside of that, it's mm-hmm. not the friendliest place. Sure. So it reminded me very much of Philadelphia yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. Yes, very yeah, I, I, I do. Feel like I, I've spent. Uh, I don't want to say precious to you. I've been to both repeatedly, but there, there does seem to be some kind of psychic link uh, between the two. There, yes. Uh, Boston's a little farther away from New York, but they're kind well, of well, and they're same both tier. like founding father cities. Yes, I think that yeah. has something to do with it. Yeah. Like we feel like we have this like uppity sense of like we were here first, which is like yeah, very unfounded. So like it's all fraudulent. Like there's nothing beneath it. It's just like a surface yeah. level like feeling like oh we're special, but we're also mean about it. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, 904-606-0842 is our number. 904-606-0842 if you want to call in and join the fun. Now, Shauna, hmm. you and I were talking about what we were going to talk about oh my God. on the show. I'm so excited. And you said, without fail, yeah. like right away you were ready with, yeah. I have a hot take on the live action version of 101 Dalmatians oh my with Glenn Close. I am ready to rip this thing to shit. I I will say yeah. 
this movie was very important to me as I was growing up. Aww. So it's insane that you uh, mentioned it out of nowhere. Sure. I am now yielding the floor to you. <laughs> Dude, okay. To sound off on Out the Dalmatians. gate, I have a really hot take for you. Okay, here we which go. Which is, I'm... I'm a little bit, okay, I'm a little bit on the side of Cruella DeVille. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a little bit, like, I get her. I get where she's coming from. <laughs> I, like, think she has a lot of good points, okay? I'm not into animal cruelty, and I think, you know, I think that's her blind spot. <laughs> Other than her blind spot, I think Cruella DeVille is fine and kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so, she's the best. So, I... We were we both rewatched this independently of each other yes. fairly recently. Such a coincidence. There is a scene where Anita yeah. uh is like saying like she would only leave the fashion design firm if, if she, she had a family. Married. If she got married and like wanted to raise a family. What? And Cruella DeVille says Cruella DeVille at this point is dressed in like as this like black and white business suit yes. with like a fur coat or something. Oh, she and she fun. says more good women have been lost to marriage than to war, famine, disease, or disaster. Yes, queen! So third, third wave feminism is the enemy. Yes, exactly. Movie. She makes so many good points. She does not want Anita to get married and like give up her career. No. Which there's no reason for her to do. She does not want her to aspire to marriage, which there's no reason for her to do. Sure. She, she has no prospects. She says it herself at the beginning of the movie. Absolutely. Like, she is killing it in the fashion game. She does her illustrations. Like, she does her, like, fashion sketches. They are divine. <laughs> like, she is a hot ticket in the fashion yes. world. And she's like, but if only I could have a husband. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I'm and Cruella so sniffs this out a mile away. Yeah. She knows. <laughs> she knows this is bullshit. And she's not afraid to say it. And I'm on her side. Yeah. Yeah. There's also... I want to call attention to the meet cute in the park. Oh my god! Where it's she so hits bad. she hits Jeff Daniels in the face with a purse full of bricks, <laughs> and then so like they both because their dogs get it. Yeah, they get love. Yeah, they like conspire to bring them together. Yeah, uh, and they both end up falling in the pond in in the in the in I guess it's Hyde Park in London. Idiots. It's also it's a brief sidebar before I get to this yeah, yeah. To, to the sea. It's never explained why Roger is like an American expat video game designer trying to make his no. name in the London video game design scene. Why do we need that? We don't need that. That's <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's we don't need it. It's very strange. Yeah. But so they both, so they, they, their clothes are, are wet. Their only recourse <laughs> is to go over to Roger's apartment, dry their clothes by the fire. Right. Uh, and just like hang out in bathrobes. Which, okay, ladies of the city. If you fall into a pond, this is not your only recourse. No. This is no. not even close to what you should do ever. Not even. No. Especially, you have a dog. Like, <laughs> go take care of yourself and your dog and go do not accept invitations. And then they're like, they've got this like hot tea, right? right? Yeah. And then Roger says, do you want another cup of marriage? I mean, tea? <laughs> Roger. They just met. They just they met that day. just met. They have in common one thing. They're dogs. Yeah. But they feel this connection. What a cup of marriage. <laughs> this is within like the first, what, five, ten minutes of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. This is in the, this is like not even the first part of the first act. Yes. We're getting, do you want another cup of marriage? Do you want marriage? another cup of marriage? I don't know why, because it, 
I guess it's like a part of the animated version where like the dogs bring them together. But like, why not just already have them married? Oh, such a good point. It's such a good point. Or why not just like have a montage or have like a cut to yeah. two years later? Yeah, a nice, a nice like romantic dating montage. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You could easily do like a, and then five <laughs> years later, we're married. And then like, they get married and he is making enough money as a video game designer in London to uh, afford a very sweet British lady oh as a nanny. Oh my God. Okay. But wait. Who they do you just want call another? Nanny? Do you want another cup of marriage? I'm not done with this. Okay. Because okay. after this, what happens is, is she's like, I do. Yeah. And he goes, You do. <laughs> and she says, I do. And then they kiss, and then it's the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> they make out and immediately get married. I do. You do. I do. First of all, that is not a proposal. No. A no. proposal is, Will you marry me? Yes. No. This is I do. You do? And yeah. he doesn't know whether she means tea, tea or, or marriage. marriage. Whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay. Maybe, see, maybe this is why Cruella DeVille comes down so hard on Anita at the beginning because she knows she'll just throw it all away for uh, any old Tom, Dick, or Harry who comes along. She has this brilliant sketch potential. <laughs> And she's wasting it away on I do, you do, yeah. on Cup of Marriage Boy, which we all know is moronic. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, they don't, they don't, they don't have a child, right? So it's just like she stays at home to take care of their two dogs <laughs> and she needs a nanny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is it? What is wrong with Anita? She needs to wake up. I don't know. She has this whole career opportunity she's throwing away. Yeah. Yeah. We have to, since we're on the subject, okay. we have to shout out uh, Horace and Jasper. Yeah. As uh, Hugh Laurie and uh, the guy who plays <laughs> Ron that? Weasley's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just, they're just, what, Marvin Harry from Home Alone? That's, yeah. that's who they are in this <laughs> yeah. movie. That's yeah. their role. Yeah, for sure. They, just uh, a lot of prats, a lot of prat balls, a yeah. lot of like, um, Getting hit in the face with things. Yeah, That's yeah. Their role. Or getting uh, they at one point they fall on an electric on an electric fence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. In the in the crotchal region. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, where else? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is. I will say, if you would indulge me, one joke okay. I'd really like. Okay. Where she says, "You guys have won the gold, silver, and bronze of being an idiot," and Jasper says, "Who won the gold?" <laughs> You know what? I'm here for that joke. That's, that joke <laughs> yeah. is fine with me. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, though that you know what that I don't want to say that joke redeems the whole movie. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Nine zero four six zero six zero eight four two is our number. Nine zero four six zero six zero eight four two. Give us a call. You a big Disney movie fan in general? Uh yeah, I think so. I think most kids like of our generation were right. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 We were always, um, you know, uh, there was always a lot of discussion in my, um, you know, Christian family of whether, yes. which ones were okay to watch and which ones were not. Sure. Yeah. Any yeah. of the ones with witchcraft, not so much. What's one? I'm trying to think of one with, like, I mean, um, sleep, Snow White comes to mind, but that's. Uh, yeah. I think the Hunchback of Notre Dame had a oh, little yeah. bit of stuff in it. I, you know what? I don't think I watched that one either when I was yeah. growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Sleeping Beauty might have had a little bit of stuff in it. Oh yeah, see, yeah. So Sleeping Beauty was my fave. Aha. Uh, that okay. one. There is though. I mean, the witch is the main character, and uh, right. Or not the main character, but the main bad guy, and she turns herself into a dragon. And uh, yeah, see, uh, we were like, we were allowed to watch them once we were older, but like, I don't have the greatest memories of those because yeah, uh, I just didn't watch them as much. But like, yeah. we were big into like Aladdin, which Aladdin has magic in it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Lion King was a big one. And Yeah, Lion know. King. Yeah, great. for yeah. sure. Tying it all back to uh, to EJ, Elton John. Of course. <laughs> Always tying him in. We have a caller on the line. Oh, let's Shana. take it. All right. Uh, I am going to welcome him or her to the program now. Uh, caller, can you hear me? Yes, this is local comedian James Cross. Oh, my goodness. James Cross. Hi, James. Hey, Shana, how, hey, you're, you're from Philly, huh? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, how's it going, guys? It's going well, I'm man. Good. You show up, you bring it. That's right. You brought yeah, it this morning, you know James. Me. Just like I Rocky. This morning, I feel like I should end here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to outdo yourself. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, uh, called in, uh, in, uh, since I think the first episode. Yeah. Um, uh, Then you were, you were a guest on the second episode, uh, one of my highest uh, rated episodes. The the record for the most calls. That's right. uh, So, take that one, Siri. So, James, what's on your mind this morning? Mm -hmm. Uh, nothing. Um, James, what do you think? I haven't watched. What do you think about 101 Dalmatians? Did you see it? I have seen it. Um, yeah, I love that lady. Like the, the lady feels um, like you want to root for her, aside from her like being scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's definitely into animal cruelty, which is is not, it's not cute. But other than that, she is... That's the worst thing in the world, yeah. I mean, it's pretty bad, (laughs) let's be honest. But, you know, people are genuinely, I think, good with blind spots, and that's just her blind spot. She just needs to grow. She needs to grow from there. Blind Yeah, someone really just needed to sit Cruella DeVille down. Right. She just needs to, like, understand. Yeah. She like, needs some empathy. Like, maybe that creepy bald guy who does all the skinning for her, whose name is Mr. Skinner. He, like, loves to skin a dog. <laughs> like, he loves it. Yeah. He gets so excited when he sees He's a dog so that happy. he gets to skin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> James just called in to be the live studio audience. Yeah. James... <laughs> Let me t- let me tell you something else though. Okay, the- in this movie, this this dog, Perdita, is that her name? The mommy dog? Yeah. Perdita, she has 15 puppies. Yeah. Does that seem like a crazy okay. number to you? I thought I thought they had a lot of puppies, like dogs, like right? Like, like Look, maybe 15 so, is normal, but I feel like it should have no, been like four. It's definitely not normal. Uh yeah. they so they have Wait, two dogs. Have- go ahead, James, go ahead. Wait, no, how did, where did the 101 come from? Like, so they steal, <laughs> they, they steal a bunch from other people, and it adds up to 101. Oh. That this is just 15 okay. of the stuff. That the book or the movie could have really been about any of the families they stole uh, uh, dogs uh, from. Yeah, this, I have some issues with that as well. <laughs> this happens to just be the most interesting okay. one, I guess. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, so the this movie is part heist movie. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Except, except that the heist happens completely off screen, and at one point you just see Mr. Skinner <laughs> like like adding up dogs, and like then he circles a hundred and one on a piece of paper. Yeah, exactly. You never see where they get these other puppies. They're like, we stole them, and then it's 101. But the original family only had 15, but from one litter. Yeah. I can't get over that. That seems like too many puppies for one dog to have. It is. So I uh, uh, I had my childhood dog had puppies, and this she was not a Dalmatian, but she had eight. Wow. Uh, but that's still almost half as many as, as this one. 15. Yeah. If anyone knows how many puppies Dalmatians normally have, we need you to call in and tell us because right. I'm not done freaking out about That's it. That right. seems like too many. 904-606-0842. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So James, you were go you were with me at the uh, at the Mets game on Friday. I was. It was so cold. Yeah, it was very cold. Um, <laughs> wow. That's all, that's all I remember from the game just being like what's still going on. I know. Um, I know. I feel like uh, I feel like yeah. stuff happened that I just forget because it was freezing. <laughs> a guy broke a yeah. bat. You remember that guy? A guy broke a bat. No. Yeah. On the field. Yeah, yeah. Like when he was like one of the Mets. <laughs> oh, that's kind of like the coolest. A Met. Yeah, a guy didn't just come out from the stands and break a bat over his knee. It was a guy. It was a guy batting on the Mets. Wait, so he hit the ball so hard that the bat broke? <laughs> James well, just see, remembers that it was cold. <laughs> well, so he hit the ball. It actually was a foul ball, <laughs> so it it amounted okay. to nothing. But, uh, uh, yeah, he yeah. broke the bat on this pitch. Cool. Okay. Okay. Also, I like the choice that if you had a baseball song, it would be rolling. Yeah. It would be that yeah, whole – it would be 90 seconds of rolling. I wouldn't start. I yeah. wouldn't let them pitch to let yeah. that all finished. They'd be like, Colby, get up here. He'd be like, make them wait. <laughs> what would you be doing? Just like waiting in the dugout or would you be like running around or something? I think I'd be mugging to the crowd. I'd be like pointing at him with my bat. Oh, like very like Gaston, just yeah. like randomly flexing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, James. Thanks for calling, buddy. Yeah, you got Bye, it, James. Buddy. There he goes. James Cross, local comedian. Well, he's a delight. That's right. Uh, 904-606-0842, 904-606-0842, if you would like to call in and uh, join the fun. It's such a good point that you made about how we never see these other families that they take the dogs from. And also at the end, like when they're like, we don't know how to give these puppies back. Yeah. You don't know? Yeah. There's not people in the city freaking out about their lost Dalmatian (laughs) puppies. All their dogs are gone. All their puppies are gone and, like, nobody said anything? (laughs) There's not, like, lost puppy flyers up everywhere. everywhere. There's not, like, a news story about how (laughs) a hundred puppies are missing? That's right. Someone should do, like, a a spotlight or all the president's men about the hotshot reporter who put all this together. Yes! (laughs) All these... All, this, uh, all I'm saying is, like, if someone stole a litter of puppies from me, yeah. I would be making noise. They yeah. just have no idea how to give any of these puppies back. Yeah. Put an ad in the paper, asshole. Exactly. Say it's... we have 100 puppies. Are you missing some? <laughs> Call this number. Come on. I don't know. They're just like, well, I guess we'll keep them. You greedy bitches. You cannot raise 101 Dalmatians. You cannot. <laughs> You cannot raise that many puppies. We'll no one keep... can. No human being. I forgot that they 
no human being. The, the final shot is a zoom out of their property, and it's a hundred and one fucking puppies. That's right, running around. <laughs> no human can raise that many dogs. Well, it's the two of them with no children and the nanny. <laughs> what else are they going to do? No, no, I will not stand for it, Colby. I will not stand for this. Come and get your puppies. Come and get your puppies. God damn it. Oh, my goodness. Caller, can you hear me? Welcome to the program. Uh, I can hear you. Is this Marta? Marta. Hello, Marta. Hi, Marta. Hello. You're on with me and Shauna. How are you this morning? I can't say. I can't understand what you're saying. Shauna, is that what you're saying? Yes. Shauna. Hi, Shauna. Hi, Marta. (laughs) Uh, So you guys just... uh, not that I'm, like, cool or anything, but you just sound like a bunch of dorks talking about <laughs> 101 Dalmatians. Well, uh, Marta, Marta, uh, not not all of us were uh, were hanging out at uh, Surf Reality in the cool uh, the cool 1990s Jesus. Lower East what Side scene. Aladdin and fucking Lion King, that shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Marta, what cool movies were you watching as a kid? Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, well, um, I, uh, how about The Point? The Point? I don't even know what that is. Tell me about The Point. Okay, The Point is, okay, so the cool thing about about when I was raised and blah, 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 um, the, the, these, these cartoons or whatever would come on once a year, and it'd be a big deal, and there was this one called The Point, and... Uh, it was about a little boy named Oblio who was born without a point on his head, and he lived. And he got like extorted. He got they they, they kicked him out of his uh, little town because he didn't have a point. Wait, and who it does was have a point? Narrated on their head? by Ringo Starr, what? and the music was by Harry Nielsen. It's so beautiful. Wow! Wow! But I still don't understand the point. Most of the people in this cartoon have points on their heads. Yeah, they all had points. Where? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cute. Um, and illustrations are really cool. You like, can look it up. It's I, I, I really love it. Like points like unicorns. Like. Oh, God. No. Like, yeah, like a point. Oh, just God. Like a, a, point, a, point, a point. I hate unicorns. Um, like a point on their head, you know, and then and then he was born with a round head, and then his mother knitted him a little pointed cap. Ah. And, oh, it's just it's that sounds really, really adorable. Kids were really mean to him, and yeah, it's real. It's really amazing. Okay, I I will give it to you that that sounds better than 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> I will give that thanks, to you because thanks. that sounds really adorable and nice. Yeah, it was, it's really, really sweet. And I mean, narrated by Ringo Starr, come on. And the music is by Harry Nelson. It doesn't get better than that. I mean, that's really nice. That's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, are you guys going to just, like, dork out all day on 101 Dalmatians, <laughs> or are you going to start talking about something else? <laughs> I mean... Well, Marta, we could guess which band you were in. <laughs> oh, my God. What? If you wanna, uh, if, if if you wanna play this game. What? So it was revealed. So for those for those of you who don't know, and I'm including Sean in this, yeah. it was revealed last week through conversation that Marta was involved 
in the music scene in the Lower East Side in the 90s here in the city. But she won't tell me which band she was in. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. Unless you name it. That's right. If I guess it, she's allowed to tell me. Oh, my God. Um, but, uh, was it White Hassle? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, let's not, let's just not, like, have, like, all this silence on, on, on the radio. Okay, um, if you think of it while I'm talking, just blurt it out. Okay. But did you hear about the, did you hear about the pigeon, uh, uh, Adelaide? Adelaide the pigeon. Wait, the pigeon in Adelaide, or its name was Adelaide? Oh, what the hell is Adelaide? Is that another Disney film? No, no, <laughs> no. It's a, it's it's a city in Australia. Oh, okay. Adelaide. There's also now, also is a- this is telling me that there is a place in Adelaide called the Adelaide Pigeon Club. Really? And it's uh, they they every year they they select a bird of the year. And they're Australia's most exciting club, if you believe their website. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there's this story that's going around right now. It's um, uh, this woman went away for two weeks. She, she, this just happened. She went away for two weeks and left. She lives uh, in Williamsburg. Left her uh, window cracked open, and when she got back. She walked into her apartment and she heard, like, you know, uh, the the pigeons just flying around um, all crazy. And so she was like, oh, shit, there's a bird in here. So she opened up her window wide and then and then the bird flew out. Well, then the next day she left her window open. The, the, pigeon, the pigeon came back and has laid eggs in a colander, an orange colander. And so the pigeon is coming in and out of her apartment and warming up the eggs and getting ready for them to hatch. And it's a really adorable story because this woman is a kind woman and has allowed this to happen and is letting it go. You know, it was just like on the news and all kinds of stuff. So it's pretty cool. Oh, my God, Marcia. Wow. This is like your dream life, you know? I know. Because you love pigeons, right? That's like the one thing that I, I yeah. know about you. Yeah, yeah. That would be like, that would be a dream for me, for sure. Yeah, a pigeon coming in and laying eggs in my colander. Yeah, that would be incredible. <laughs> well, you, uh, uh, what, what, did you let Stella go? Stella is the bird that Marta rescued from a, a pizza place. Oh, my goodness. Is Stella an injured, gone? injured pigeon. No, remember, Stella was a baby pigeon. <laughs> oh. Duh, oh. Colby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God, Colby. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, Stella okay. was a baby Stella pigeon. It's been a rescued. couple weeks since we've 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 heard from uh, uh, from Stella, so I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Stella was a baby pigeon. Uh, couldn't fly. Was all dirty and grunty. And I brought her home and bathed her and took care of her for six weeks. And I let her go out my window. And I hadn't seen her, and she didn't, like, join my flock that I feed. But then, today, of all days, I was walking by a park nearby my apartment, and I think I saw Stella. Wow. How do you recognize her? Like, how did you know? 
Oh, 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 I know. Um, I know every pigeon. But um, this, uh, <laughs> she, Stella, is like has oily feathers and she's a checker. Um, I know like the different names of them, you know, like she's, she's, they're called checker pigeons. And okay. she ha- and she has a big nose and she, um, she has, her back feathers are kind of uh, broken up. So I knew as soon as I put my arms up for them to fly off, it, and I said, oh God, if that's her, you know, the feathers will be missing in the back. Sorry, everybody, if I'm boring everyone about <laughs> No, I, I am riveted. <laughs> I okay. didn't and, even know that and, pigeons could have a big nose. Yeah, yeah. And so she, uh, well, beak, I, I call it a nose. Sure. But, uh, and so uh, when she flew off, the feathers were um, tattered like, like Stella. And so I'm really excited, and I'm going to go back there t- you know, tomorrow, same time, and just see if I, if I see her again. Oh my God! You it's should. like a love story. Now, pic- picture this, yeah. Marta, if if you would. So you open your window one morning, and Stella flies right up to the windowsill, right? Flies right yeah. to the windowsill, and she says, "Marta," and you go, "You can talk," and Stella goes, "Yeah." Oh my God! And then she says, "Guess what?" And you go, "What?" And then she goes, "I just took a big dump on Tim Keck." <gasps> That would be perfect. <laughs> I found him. Oh, found my him. God. I found him walking around, and I was like, that's oh the God. guy. She might actually do that. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think if we see her, we got to see what she's up to. Oh, you know what, Tim? Tim is going to call in a little bit, and he's going to be all dorking out with you guys on the 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt he's got to be like, a total goofball and probably can totally like like really have a have a good time talking about that Tim, with you guys. The gauntlet has been thrown. You're Come gonna on, call Tim. in and be a total goofball? <laughs> You're on. gonna call in every week? Marta just told us a really beautiful, heartwarming story. Yeah, and then Tim calls up and he's like, Oh, these pigeons, I, I don't think humans should be friends with them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Marta, can yeah. I tell you something? Last spring there was a turtle dove right outside my window that laid eggs, like my bedroom window. And it was the sweetest thing in the world. And I was going through a hard time and I looked up what they represent. And they said that they represent like that peace is coming, which was like a very beautiful message. How do you feel about birds delivering like existential, beautiful messages like that? Oh, well, that's really sweet. Did, 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 Did they hatch? Um, no, actually what ended up happening is like, you know, like the, the mom bird was like sitting there and the dad bird kept like going and getting twigs and like building a nest around her. Like it was so beautiful. But then what happened was one day they moved the nest because there was like a bad storm and there was like rain, like it was raining really bad. So they moved the nest. So they were really smart and responsible parents, frankly, but I still felt like they came to tell me that peace was coming. Do you think that's possible? Um, they told you that peace was coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, of course. I, I talk to, I talk to the pigeons all the time, oh and, um, and uh, yeah, for sure. They'll, they, they can tell you all kinds of things, but um, if they're telling you peace is coming, I mean, there's nothing better than that. Oh my god, it was so good. I mean, that's what Google told me. To be fair, like I googled, like what does, <laughs> what does it mean when turtle doves like present themselves to you? <laughs> Aww, so, so Google, sweet. I know Google's not like the most reliable source, but I felt like it resonated you know what I mean 
Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh, me and Marta, we could talk for hours. <laughs> Tim, don't you dare call and ruin yeah, this well, moment between me and Marta. Tim's, uh, Tim's running out of time anyway. So. Right. so. <laughs> Good. Marta, thank you so much for calling. I hope to talk to you next week. I'll have another guest ready for you by then. Okay, okay. That sounds great. <laughs> okay. Bye, Marta. Keep thinking, about, keep thinking about what band I was in. I will. I will. We're going to come wait, up with that. I'll give, you a, I'll give you a hint. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, let me think. Let me think of a hint. Um, boy, let's see, let me not give away anything. Let me <laughs> let me try. Okay, uh, the band um, was on. Oh. Well, we were on a late night show. We were on a couple of late night shows. Oh, I'm That's gonna guess. I'm gonna guess that you were on Conan. Uh, was one of them. Conan was one of them. Okay. That was one show we were on, yeah. Okay. Well, Marta, I know you have to go, but, uh, I am going to, uh, without, without, even if I don't guess it, I'm going to ask you questions about that in the future, just so you know. Yes. Because I, if you, if it's okay with you to talk about, if, if you want to talk about it, I would love to hear about it. I think it would be good for the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Again. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Okay. Bye. You guys go, 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 get going and dork out. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Marta. Bye. Bye. She's got to get me back for all the business I was giving her last week about oh, yeah. being in a famous band. Well, that's our Marta. That's right. Now, Shauna, <laughs> yeah. we're coming into the last chunk of the show here. All right. We have about 10 minutes left. All right. We are going to do something that I do with all of my guests. Okay. Which is we are going to play a quick round of either or. Okay. This is, where, this is a very simple game. I just which pick one. I, yeah, I give okay. you two options, and you pick one. And if anybody, ha- if, if you say anything that the listeners want to argue with, they can oh, call, call in me. at 904-606-0842. That's 904-606-0842. Now, the first one. Karaoke or bar trivia? Oh, my God. Um, oh, They're both so fun, but I think bar trivia. Okay, okay. So if you were going to do karaoke, yeah. private room or open bar? Uh, open bar. Yeah. Oh, interesting. interesting. Oh, everyone is... deserves to hear me. <laughs> this is by far the most divisive of these questions. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, pri- no. Private room people, you're thinking too small. Okay. You're thinking too small. Okay. Fight me. Fight me. Oh, I don't want to fight you. I'm a private room guy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you're shy is what it is. You're afraid I think it's... to let the world hear well, your beautiful voice. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's because I've done. I've also talked on the show about uh, about going to like a giant like open bar place with like a stage and uh, singing because the night and nailing it. Yeah. But the thing is, That's once you sing one, you don't want to stop. You don't want to have to like wait a long time to go back up. So I feel like the that's the advantage of the I private hear room. You. I hear you. Yeah, I get it. But I feel I feel like I deserve a bigger stage. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, here is the next one. The next one. Going to the movies mm-hmm. or uh, watching uh, something at home? Going to the movies. Yes, this is less divisive. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Get out of here with that. The movies are special. Yes. There's rules. Rules? Underrated mm-hmm. when watching a movie. Yeah, sure. Underrated. Yeah. No talking, no texting. Yeah. 
No, like, being loud with your candy wrappers and shit. <laughs> Everyone knows you try to be quiet and you respect that we're all watching a movie. I, <clears throat> I have found that uh, I prefer... If I'm gonna see like a long movie, yeah, like 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 uh, uh like like Silence was like three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to go to the theater. Of course, because Who's it's the only that at home? exactly. It's the yeah. only time I'm gonna like set aside the three hours to watch the whole thing, and that I'm gonna concentrate on it for that. Right? Long. No, when you're at home, you get up to watch the dishes while the movie. Exactly. On. Like, come on. I uh, last fall went to watch The Deer Hunter for the first time. Okay. Uh, and I had like two friends over and we stopped halfway through and like went and got pizza and yes. came back and finished it. And, uh, you know, you need to, you need to, you got help. You got to when you're at home. Yeah. Going to the movies for sure. Here's one just for you. Okay. Colin Mockery or Ryan style. Oh, give me a fucking break. <laughs> Colin. Yes. And this was my issue. Okay. With your episode on <laughs> whose line. Okay. Here we go. This was not properly addressed. Yes. Because, I'll be honest, I didn't listen to the whole thing. Maybe you got to it. But I listened to part of it, and there was such little Colin talk. He barely came up. Colin is the dreamboat star of yeah. Who's Line Is It Anyway. He is the best. There wasn't that much Colin talk. I'll admit. I'll admit there wasn't that I much. I don't even see how you can not talk about Colin when you talk People, about the People, by the way, have come out of the woodwork since I've done that Who's Line episode. Uh, just to like, just to say like, oh yeah, that show. Colin is the best. People have opinions on it. Go back and watch it and you will see. Yeah. Maybe as a child, you didn't think he was cool because he was bald. (laughs) Yeah. His baldness is what makes him amazing some of the time. I'll also say this about the Who's Line episode. I did a lot of research beforehand, uh, like looking at interviews with like various cast members. Uh uh, And I played a little bit of of him talking about it at the top. But they all seem like all the core people seem to have like a very like enlightened attitude about it. They're just like, yeah, it was just kind of like a fun dumb thing we did at the time. Like they don't think it was like good or well, like yeah. or uh or anything. They have like a very like good attitude of like like they get it. They get it. Absolutely. It was, like, I mean, it's just like those improvisers can all do long form like nobody's business. Like they yeah. can do like real scene work. Like they can put on real like deep uh-huh. meaningful like plays. Yeah. So when you're asking them to like Make up a song about farting. Like it's, <laughs> to them, it's not going to be like the most serious work. They yeah, of done. course, yeah. of course. Uh, but it was, I don't know. That was that was refreshing. Ryan's amazing. He always had the best shoes. Colin's yeah, great the best shoes. player. Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, I saw Colin and Brad Sherwood. Oh, uh, the like Colin a and Brad show. Two man. They're a two man show in like yeah. two thousand six, maybe yeah, two thousand five. Yeah, it was great. Oh, it was. Okay. I, I was like in high school. It They're was, pros. Uh, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, they, they, Ryan Stiles, yeah. uh, has, has his version of that with, uh, Greg Proops and Jeff Davis, mm. uh, and they're coming to New York next month. What? Uh, and I tried tweeting at them about the radio show to see if, uh, they would get me it for oh, free. Oh, you gotta get them. Gotta get them. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Any last ones? No. Okay. This is a question I've been meaning to ask guests for a long time. All right, it's not go. an either or, but right. we'll 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 end on this. Okay. What is a movie that you know is bad? Yeah. That you enjoy anyway. Uh, Crossroads. Oh, the Britney Spears, Britney Spears vehicle. Movie. Oh yes. Okay. It's a terrible movie, and I love it. But it is. It's terrible in ways that are so joyful. Exactly. <laughs> like like Britney Spears does karaoke. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the movie she does. Like that is a blatant like just 
we want this in the trailer, Britney Spears singing. Yeah. Like, it's the most obvious dumb move in the world, but she, she's amazing. She does karaoke. She sings I Love Rock and Roll. She sings I Love Rock and Roll <laughs> uh, with, like, but also, like, with two of her friends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't two of her friends get involved Absolutely at some point? Yeah. Uh, it's, like, lightly choreographed. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's so uh, good. It's and that's how she gets like this attention from the, from the record company. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. see her at this karaoke night. There's so much of them driving around in a convertible with their wind the wind in their hair. Yeah. There's so much like will they won't they stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's also great. it's saying that uh, uh Zoe Saldana is in the movie and she's not like she's not like the the she's hot one. She's not the hot one. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, that's insane. And we should mention that rounding out the main cast is Pensatucky from Orange is the New Black. That's right. Uh, a, a real uh, 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 motley crew. A real motley crew, yeah. But they nail it. It's a great, it's a great fun movie. Yes. Well, uh, uh, Shauna, we're almost out of time here. Oh, my God. We are almost out of time. Let me say one last thing about Cruella DeVille. <laughs> yeah. Marta, Sorry, know, Marta. I know you're rolling your eyes. Deal with it. <laughs> Her name is Cruella DeVille. Yeah. What hope did she have of rising above her blind spots? I thought you were just going to stop there. Frankly, I didn't need to say anything else. You yeah. know what? That's all I have to say. Her name, her name is, is Cruella de Vil, people. And then there's just a Give long, her a break. There's just a long silence, and then I fade the outro up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Look, I feel like I got it all off my chest now. I just good. needed to say that. Yeah. I, I think this is good. I think we, we needed to work through some stuff, Ugh. and we did it. Yes. Now, Shauna, where can people find you? If they want more Shauna Stultz. Oh, my God. I have a web series called Stultz Foods, which is my last name. You can find that on Facebook. Which is spelled? S-T-O-L-T-Z-F-O-O-S. And, um, you know, I'm around. I do stand-up. I do sketch comedy with a group called Barbara Bush. We're all females. We do a show inside the human body. It's great. You can find us doing that all over. Yeah. And you mentioned doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. You are doing stand-up this very night. This night at, at your Much Mores in Williamsburg at seven p.m. Oh, I'm so excited that I'm co-hosting with Matt. Strickland. It's going to be a good show. You have to come. Have you met Matt Strickland? No. You will. Uh, He's dope. Hi, Matt. We got a bunch of people on. Andrew Ritchie is doing it. Uh, Emily Duncan is doing it. One of the uh, stars of uh, Glen Gary Glen Escalator. Oh my God! Uh, it's Star a it's started. a uh, uh, Steve Wallen is doing it. Mr. Jokes. Uh, bring him on. <laughs> bring him on. Uh, it's a, it's a, a lot of a lot of fun people are going to be on it's the show. Be such a good so show. by all means, uh, come, come out, on Brooklyn. out for that. And uh, by the way, Peg Leclaire, if you're listening, call in next week. I've been trying to get you to call since come the on, Peg. since the Who's Line episode. Uh, call in, call in, Peg. Uh, thank you all for joining <laughs> us. Thank you for joining us bye for bye. another episode of uh, Young Persons Radio with me, your host, uh, Colby Smith. We are right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We, I want to mention to everybody before we go uh, that you can find me on Twitter at Colby J. Smith as usual. And that we will be back next week with another Radio Free Brooklyn star. Uh, Lisa Levy oh, is going to be here next week who awesome. hosts the Thursday at 2 p.m. show Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. Uh, which is a really great show that you guys should check out if uh, you haven't already. But she'll be in here talking next week. We're going to talk about art. She's an artist. Uh, she worked in uh, advertising for many years and is now uh, a full-time uh, uh, freelancer. 
Um, and uh, she has a show on this network where she uh, psychoanalyzes her guests uh, live on the air. Oh, my God. I want to uh, do that. And that's really great. Uh, Julio Torres has done it. Uh, a bunch of, like, really cool comedy people and, and other and artists and everybody, everybody has done it. So uh, check that show out. Uh, that's on the Radio Free Brooklyn archives as well. Uh, this has been Young Persons Radio with me, Colby Smith. Thank you to again. Uh, thank you to again. Aww. Thank you again to my guest, uh, Shauna Stoltzfus, for hey, coming by. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. We're going to go out to a song by Sweet Spirit from their new album, Saint Mojo. Goodbye. Bye-bye.